Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. Joining me on mic number two tonight is, of course, the super spotter. Well, as of right now, the I don't really have any job spotter. We're both in the same boat. Margo's here. We. Hey, I have a job. I mean, racing jobs. Oh. We um, have for hire. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a racing job. Well, technically, yeah. Hmm. We, are, we are both for hire. Um, our track will not be in action for the next couple of months so um we're gonna sit here and we're gonna hold the telethon at this episode and beg people to give us jobs no i'm just kidding um first of all thank you to everybody that did listen the last couple weeks uh the last three weeks of the show have been well it's been a tough thing because we had the pre-hurricane show the post-hurricane show neither of those shows were normal and then last week we had a great show and then our host website not to throw them under the bus because it's stuff happens but uh, we use we use our our host website to upload our websites, and they go out through the RSS feed, and then the magic of podcasting happens. Um, our website that we use was having, I guess, server issues because it did not work. Normally, we go to upload these on Thursday to keep things consistent, and I went to upload this thing, Big as Life, and the, the site was down, and it was down for about 48 hours. I, I was lucky enough to get last week's episode where we covered the Citrus County Full Throttle 100. I was lucky enough to get it uploaded, when the website had connectivity, like for about 10 minutes on Friday morning, I kept checking and checking and checking and then I got it uploaded. Um, but if you follow us on the podcast.com website, it was hard to get to last week. Um, that's why I definitely recommend subscribing on your phone, um, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you follow your, po- uh, your podcast. And if you use a platform we're not on, please let me know and I'll look at getting us on there. Um, I really like to hear from you guys and communicate with you guys. So please, if you can't find us on your phone, let me know. Um, thankfully, the website is back up. I was able to share the hell out of last week's podcast. So if you didn't listen last week, go back and listen. Um, you can even listen after this. Um, but anyways, it's been three crazy weeks, so I appreciate everybody. Um, the numbers have been all over the place, and uh, you guys still blow me away with how many people actually listen to what we do here. But I do apologize if last week's episode was uh, late, first of all, and if it was hard to find or hard to listen to. Um, but sorry, my voice. No, I, it's it not. Has no, to be it has on here. nothing to do with that. It's just uh, the <laughs> like I said, our host. If our host server goes down, we're in trouble because that's how we upload the audio, and that's how it's able to go out to the RSS feed without our host website. We are toast, and I'm thankful that we have that website. Um, that is, in, if you do your own podcast, I recommend podcast.com because it is 100% free and you get an RSS feed and you can send it out. So, um, this podcast not sponsored by podcast. Well, no, it basically <laughs> is since we use their service, but, um, you know, it's the internet. There's things happen. I don't know if they got hacked. I, I, I don't know if just their server got overloaded. I don't know what happened. Um, cause they were completely down to where they had no customer support either. So, uh, but they're back. We're back. Um, another normal style show, and we have so much to get into. And we're going to try to keep it concise today, but get our points across. Um, for those of you wondering, um, we will cover the Bubba Wallace Kyle Larson incident. Um, I think for the first time, we're, we're recording early in the week, and we actually have the news that we want. Um, We'll talk all about that. We'll give you our thoughts and opinions. We'll cover the Las Vegas NASCAR race, the playoff race that actually, spoiler alert, in my opinion, the best playoff race that we've had so far. 
Um, kept my final four like your your right final four looks point. great, like a hundred percent on point. Um, Not bad for a stupid bitch who knows nothing about racing. <laughs> and the, she kind of was like, "Oh, you all think I don't know what I'm talking about?" Well, we'll we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, we were also over at the Citrus County Speedway for the second weekend in a row. Um, Man, I... They're going to get tired of us. Well, I, I hope not, because I appreciate their hospitality with us the last couple of weeks. Um, oh, you were announcing. It's Yeah, it, it's crazy how alcoholic. things will... You know, <laughs> for that kind of event, why not? Um, <laughs> it, it's crazy how things can change and how life can throw you curveballs. Because um, we were at the race, the full throttle, last Saturday. Austin and Tony were on the mic. Um, and... I don't know when. I don't know the specifics. It's not our business. Uh, Tony had a, a medical issue Saturday night, and um, now it's it's on Facebook, so it's it's public. But he suffered a heart attack, and we don't know when. We don't know how. Doesn't matter. Um, he suffered a heart attack on Saturday, and um, you know he was nice enough to give us the tickets because, like yeah. we said on last week's show, uh, Austin had family go to the full throttle, and Tony was like, "Yeah, they can come under my name." And again, we appreciate the hell out of that, and then. Uh, Tony reached out to Austin middle of last week, and he's like, hey, do you think Ryan would be willing to fill in for me? And no. Austin said no, not at all. <laughs> well, not I was like, you know, I, I hate that the circumstances were such, but I was honored to be able to, first of all, fill in for him, but for him to ask Austin if, if you know, I would do that. Um, I'm at the point now where I just, I, I enjoy being at the races. I enjoy helping out. Um, I Like I said, I hate that the circumstances were such that it, you know, Tony w- couldn't be there, but I was happy to fill in and had a blast with Austin. So we'll talk about the Not Grocery that. Getter Enduro, which you could actually watch on Speedway Video because Tom listened to the podcast and said, oh, they're going to Citrus. And he's like, hmm, maybe if I make a few phone calls. And honestly, uh, shout out to Citrus because I shot one message to Austin and within like five minutes, he'd come back and said, yeah, Tom can come film. So Tom was out at the Citrus County Speedway. Uh, branching out a little bit since we're not racing at New Smyrna right now. Um, so you can go back and watch all that. There's some wild stuff in the Enduro, and that Enduro was just as hard to film as it was to call slash watch. Oh, yeah. Because there's I'm, so much going on. I'm pretty sure he's coming out on October 29th to do some filming for Jacked Racing, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I know. Um, I, don't, I don't know what all we're going to do, but just kind of a, a Jacked Racing Speedway video collaboration. And I'll just put it out there. If you are if you work for a track or have any influence at a track and you want Speedway Video to come film your races, put it up on YouTube. Um, he is glad to do so. And he is definitely the kind of person where if you're like, hey, can we use some of that footage for promos or whatever, he will gladly give that up as a thank you. Um, now, he'll, he'll film the races. He won't live stream, so you don't have to worry about that. He'll just toss them up on YouTube, and everybody's free to enjoy it. So... Um, go back and watch Speedway Video. Subscribe there. He's going to have some interesting content for the rest of the season since, um, well, the big news is, I guess we'll we'll get into that to start After the, the show. After the commercial break. No, no, no. We'll do this <laughs> oh, first and on, then. come on. You're going to do a cliffhanger. No, we just, we just started. I, I don't like to feed the people the commercials Please, you usually, five minutes in. You usually in. Like do the intro and then you're like, all right, let's shout out well, to I, I like to. I know our format is ever evolving, but I kind of like to talk about the, some of the news and some of the things going on. And well, then I realize that they want to know the news, but I don't. I feel like we shouldn't tell them the news right now. No, I think we should get the news out of the way because uh, we actually have it for a change. Fine, you can tell them. Hang on, wait. Dun, 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 dun. Now, are they ready for it? Now, you think they're ready now? Now, okay, now. Wait, Antissa. Dead air. 
anticipation. There yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, this is not the kind of news. I'm, I'm kind of sad about this. Um, New Smyrna, as we've talked about the last couple shows, done for the regular season, but Governor's Cup has also been scrapped. Um, got the got the word today. Uh, Rusty put out a press release on the New Smyrna website and on Facebook, which therefore I put up on Twitter. Um, the track is in bad shape, and I, I'll be honest with you guys, I have not been there. I will be there this Friday for quarter midgets. Well, why can they run quarter midgets? Because that has nothing to do with the big track. Um, I don't specifically know the conditions guys but apparently the track is in bad shape i've heard some rumblings that uh, some of the buildings and some of the equipment might be in bad shape and it's just not going to be for the governor's cup to be worthy of of running the facility should be in tip-top shape and unfortunately it's it's not and i know a lot of people are mad i know a lot of people have new race cars and want to come race and we're anticipating what was probably going to be a pretty fun governor's cup weekend but like not gonna lie some of those same people would still be mad even if they did run governor's cup well if they came to the the track and the surface was bad or the facilities weren't up to par they'd some some would probably complain about that too it is very disappointing um now, if you've been following the New Smyrna pages, there has been a, some promotion, uh, late models being announced, um, some of the other divisions, some big races have been carried over to Governor's Cup. And Rusty called me today and he goes, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this. And he's like, I, I know you've been posting and trying to keep things building up. And he's like, I wanted to tell you to stop, but I didn't know. He's like, I didn't know until today what was going to happen. And I said, Rusty, you don't have to be sorry about that because if you've ever asked me what I think the weather is going to do or what's going on, I always tell you we're racing until we're not. And that is the mindset I take when I do my promotions as well. We're racing until we're not. I knew the regular season was done, so I wasn't focused on that. And I let that news breathe for a little bit. And then I started slowly ramping up the Governor's Cup stuff, putting out some entries. And I really thank everybody that did pre-enter. Um, any of the late models that pre-entered, uh, they are going to refund your entry fee, obviously, since we're not racing. Um, but yeah, I've been putting out promotion, and I hadn't really started hitting it hard yet because in the back of my head, I was like, man, there's a chance that maybe something doesn't run. But I was felt pretty sure that we are going to run Governor's Cup. And, uh, you know, Rusty was, you know, he said, sorry about all that. And I said, well, it's my job to promote until there's nothing to promote. So um, I'll be taking a little bit of a break from the new Smyrna stuff. Of course, if there's news, uh, if they want me to put stuff up, I'm uh, going to be doing so. But, uh, you know, it, it's disappointing. There will be no Governor's Cup. It is not moving to another track. Um, I did ask about that. And the Governor's Cup is a new Smyrna thing. It's prestigious at new Smyrna. So it's just not going to happen this year. And if you look at the history of many big events going back in time, going through the years, sometimes events just aren't run, whatever the circumstance may be. And this will just be one of those years where you look through the records book 20 years from now and you're like, man, who won it in 2022? Oh, nobody. Uh, Hurricane Ian did. So those of you that are going to be disappointed, you have every right to be disappointed. Those of you that want to be mad, the message I have for you is sometimes it's not always a bad thing. Um, there's not a whole lot more I can say, but I think that when everything comes together, 
a lot of people are going to be happy. And what in, uh, I'm sorry. I see people on the Facebook post because I just now got to see it. Oh, well, New Smyrna comes up with every excuse. Y'all weren't coming anyways. Shut up. Yeah, it's probably people that don't even come to the racetrack. And you know what? Say what you want, but I've seen other excuses from other places and not just in Florida at all tracks. If if you were if you want to get on there and and say negative things, I didn't see any of these people offering to help. I know one person that specifically reached out to me and asked if they could help. One person. And I'm I'm going to give him a shout out, Mr. Devendorf. And that's to me personally. I don't know what everybody else reached out. I haven't been to the track, I haven't been to the office. I've barely talked to management. I know that there's probably more people, but I know personally of one person that included me in a message and asked if they could help in any way. So for those people that want to get on there and be negative about it, where were you? I didn't see anybody trying to help. Probably whining on Facebook. So, you know, it sucks, guys. There's going to be no Governor's Cup this year. So what I'm going to say... Take it back to DeSoto. What I'm going to say is I hope that nobody else takes any further races for granted because the next one is not promised. It's not guaranteed. You're getting a little too deep there, and sir. It's, it's nobody owes anybody anything. They don't owe me an uh, opportunity to get it on the mic. They don't own. They don't owe anybody an opportunity to come race. It's a privilege to be able to do it, to go out there. So I get it. A lot of people are going to take out their frustrations on Facebook because let's be real. In 2022, that's, that's what, what it's for. <laughs> nobody's nobody's using Facebook for good anymore. It's all to go on there and hate each other and that's fine um but like i said everybody has a right to be disappointed and i think everybody should feel disappointed the, the i know rusty's disappointed i that was uh, the most somber conversation i've ever had with with rusty who's mr happy-go-lucky laugh all the time and uh, there was none of that and i appreciate him having the respect to reach out to me and he could have just said well he'll see the press release but he took the time to to call me and, and we talked about a few things and like i said i can't say any more than we're not racing. There's problems with the track. It's worse than anticipated. And I think that a lot of people, when we go back racing, we're going to be happy to still go back racing. So um, congratulations to Brad May. He's the Sunbelt Series champion. I think they raced two races. Oh, man. I don't know if that's coming back or not, but it just it wasn't the, the circumstances just were not right for that series to work out this year. Do you have any thoughts on uh, anything you want to say anything you know how do you feel about it i'm sad canceled? i won't get to see ground pounders again there's there's i'm a, happy for once i can throw my kid a damn birthday party i was gonna say for, for the first time for, in uh, five years for dawson in our family being able to do the birthday party thing on governor's cup weekend well you know there it, find a silver lining in this guys we we did so um, oh they canceled so that nope. damn kid just nope. kidding Absolutely. He was gonna not. have his birthday party out on the racetrack if I had to. <laughs> we were gonna do it the week before or the week after. So, you know, we were gonna find a way. But now we get to do it on his birthday. So we found we found our server lining. Go find yours. And if that means going to a different racetrack, then go. Citrus is racing that weekend. Go. Enjoy it. It's a great place. <laughs> Super late models. Great place to watch a race. Great t- great place to have fun. Yeah. So unfortunate, but Sometimes things just have to happen, and sometimes things take time. And uh, if you stick with it, I think when you come out on the other side, and when things get announced, you'll you'll be happy about it. So, 
Are you done with that now? Done with it. Okay. You want to take a break? Do your interview. You know. Do I? No, I don't have any interviews right your now. Your interviews with yourself, where you talk about the people that give you money. No, I'm going to take a that break and thank the people money. that support our show That's because the one. they have zero obligation to do so, but yet they do. So, we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we'll go. We'll talk about where we were as a show this past weekend. Um, Got to thank this guy because I know he had a crappy day. So we'll we'll thank him first, Mr. Ron <laughs> Alessandro, one twenty four <laughs> Welling and Fab. Um, Margo had to make the unfortunate phone call to tell him that uh, his ride was he wasn't gonna his ride that he had lined up wasn't gonna be able to run. It's because he sucks. That's no, why oh my god, <laughs> Ron's never gonna sponsor the show again. But anyways, we we thank <laughs> Ron Alessandro. He pays me to give him shit. Ow. We, we thank one twenty four <laughs> Welling and Fabrication. Uh, our favorite naked welder, Mr. Ron Alessandro. The only one that I, I know. Make sure you're going to his Etsy shop and at least check it out. Order something. RWR podcast for 15% off. 15% off your order if you use Y'all, his stuff's not that, that expensive. 15% off is 15% off. And like, it is good stuff. I mean, we've like I've said shit. many, many times, we, we've given it away as, uh, for Christmas gifts. Um, we have pieces of art hanging uh, in, in our studio here from, from Ron, handcrafted metalwork. We've got um, it like everywhere. We've got it in your office. Yeah, we got we've it, got in, the it kitchen, in the living room. I've living got room. it in the kitchen. I've got it on my car keys. I've got some at my desk at work. It's, it's great decor for every room in the house. So um, check check out his Etsy store. Use that promo code. Get the 15% off, and he'll send you a keychain too. So um, support him. And uh, we, we appreciate him sponsoring the show as always. And Hopefully, you know what, next time he has a ride lined up, hopefully he actually gets to race the damn thing. Um, we also thank our buddy Andy Morrison with Never Give Up. I believe he just got a new vehicle, so I know he's going to be disappointed. Oh, Ron uh, D'Alessandro doesn't have a ride, but Andy Morrison does. Bingo, bango, bongo. Uh, I, know, <laughs> I know Andy's going to be disappointed. I think he was really looking forward to the big Bomber A and Bomber B races on Governor's Cup weekend. And, man, we had over 10 Bomber Bs registered. For I Governor's was going to give some money. Was, oh, no, that was the breast cancer race. I was going to give some money to that's not happening anymore. I, I think some of these bigger races bigger races are going to carry over and happen at a later time. Um, it's just, it is what it is. It's just, we got we got dealt a bad hand. If you think it's bad, you know, if you're mad because the racetrack isn't happening, go look at the pictures of Jim Jones' house. That'll, yeah, that'll I was gonna say, There's some people that don't have houses. Yeah. Be grateful. Did, did you see the pictures today where half of Jim Jones' house is like cut apart? No, I'm blocked on his Facebook. Okay, well, <laughs> it's bad for Jim Jones, and hopefully I'll work that out. But, um, you know, it's it's tough times right now. Anyways, um, we also thank our our friends at Jeff White Racing. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to— Just saw he sold the truck. That's he unfortunate. He did, and that person that bought it, I'm going to save it for another time. Because um, <laughs> that, that person I was talking to today, they're like, hey, when you— uh, put me out there for, for Governor's Cup. Just use the same truck because I bought the truck from them. And I'm like, 10-4, got it. Um, Anyways. And Jeff had it registered the E-Mod and the Pro Late, so I know they're still looking forward to racing. Um, and hopefully they get a chance to somewhere else the before the Branco Transportation. Year. Yeah, they're they're on the side of one of their cars. And we think Jay Zebley Race Cars is one of our new sponsors that came on. At least at this point, nobody can complain about not having an off-season this year. So get to work on those cars and get them ready for next year. Let's switch I gears here. I would like here. to complain that now our off season is entirely too long. 
I don't I'm just hear, kidding. I don't we literally have two weeks you. of an off season. I don't, so. I don't even want to hear that from you. I'm just kidding. So. Yeah. No, our off season is literally like the week before Christmas. And that's because we have a birthday party to go to. Well, I'll Who be does a, a birthday party? I'll be a little 500. Or, we got to figure that out. We need a babysitter. Anyone want a babysitter? little 500. Oh, between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Molly, duh. Yeah. No, it'll be fine. Okay, I, I, we'll figure out a babysitter. Yeah. Don't be, don't be like on the pod. That's like those creepers on Facebook. Does anybody want to watch my kid? No. I was just thinking out loud. I trust entirely. I trust two people with my child. Dawson and Gordy. Your mother and Molly LeBond. Oh, true, true. Yet I, yeah, she's fine. She's fine with me all day. Not at the quarter midget track. Not at the quarter midget track, ma'am. I just mean in general. You don't babysit your own child. You parent her. Oh. So I, I, know, be, I know. Dads I aren't allowed to parent. I shouldn't be sitting on her all day? If I, I'm taking it literally. Good thing you only weigh like three pounds. She almost weighs as much as I do at this point. Anyways. She's a big girl. Anyways, so <laughs> I, we digress big time. There's that. <laughs> it's it's Tuesday night, and we're about losing our minds. So anyway, um, this past weekend as a show, and, um, well, I get to be an announcer this weekend. I got the, we got the chance to go to the Citrus County Speedway. And Margot will give you her perspective as a fan who got to just enjoy the night and the atmosphere. And what do you mean you didn't get to enjoy the night? You didn't enjoy the night? You're over there. She's over there shaking her head. She's over there drinking beer, watching race cars, watching Dawson. Yeah, so it's not enjoying the night. It was a joke. Luckily, I got the chance to uh, to go up in the booth my second time calling a race at the Citrus County Speedway. And ironically enough, another enduro race. Because the the last one I did with Austin was the uh, the night of carnage. Which I'm pretty sure I had an enduro. Was I there? Yeah. Yeah, of course you were. Oh, that's right. I was sitting with Frank and Holly down in turn four where you can't see shit. Right. So, um, it's funny. The last race the New Smyrna I called was the enduro. My first race back, my second time at Citrus was yet another enduro. And like I said, we did have Tom out there from Speedway Video. He got but some great footage. here's the difference in a Citrus enduro and a New Smyrna one. There's more than About 40 cars. cars. Yeah. You know, I... It's crazy to me that a race like this, I paid $10,000 to win, only had 67 cars. I mean, it's great, but... Only 67 versus New Smyrna's 23. I am not comparing it to New Smyrna. I'm comparing it to Thunder Road. I am. That Thunder Road Enduro that pays like 2500 to win or whatever had like 88 cars. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> apples to oranges. It, uh, Florida's so Jeez, different. Pineapples to coconuts. Florida, and, and I'm not complaining at all. It was, it was a great show. It was one of the most chaotic, like... Oh, my God. So I didn't even realize, like, that car that hit the wall really hard in four was Daniel Webster. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, like, a number 14. Mm-hmm. And I'm so used to seeing him, like, a one or a three. Or I think like it was one of the Zavril cars. It was a Zavril yeah. car. But I didn't realize that was him. I don't, did you see the end car for that? No. I didn't that was a hard car. hit, and he still had his freaking airbag in on the passenger oh, side. Oh, no. I'm glad they threw a red for that to get them out of there. See, and I didn't realize it was him. And then you had the lady that was spun right in front of me. And hit the opening. And then somehow Jacob Smalley became, became a ramp for somebody else. That like, car I did see. That was... That was the crazy... That and then, like, I didn't realize, like, I saw the 14 car hit. I didn't realize who it was. But that looked like a hard hit. And they were going backwards. And, and there was probably so many little things that happened that I missed because it was kind of hard for me to see what is normally turns three and four from the booth. There's, just, yeah. there's a, a wall and then... 
the sight lines up there are, you, you have to dance around a little bit. So a lot of my focus was in one and two just because it was easier. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it was chaotic. I mean, if you looked at one end of the racetrack, something else was happening on the other end. So well, I just kind of had to scan around. And here's how I knew Dawson was paying attention. He saw the Lightning McQueen car. Uh-huh. And every time, like, I would look at him, I'm like, Dawson, where's Lightning McQueen? And he'd be like, right there. And he'd point at it. And I'm like, how did you, I can't even see that. And then when Lightning McQueen wrecked, Dawson goes, I'm not cheering for anybody. And he sat there with his arms crossed the whole rest of the race. And then the second segment happened and he. No, he, he, he was mad. He was just done with he it. He was done. He's like, I'm done. I'm like, that's Zach. That's Huggy Bear. And he's like, I'm not cheering for nobody. Well, Zach Curtis had his worst ever enduro. To the point where before segment two had started, he's messaging me. You mean he texted you because he wasn't in the car? Yeah. Yeah. He was out of the race. Somebody else was driving his car. Correct, but he was still in the race. Was he? There was another 63 out there. It was a black Acura with a a small 63 on it. He was in the race. He just wasn't in his normal car. No, it was just a small decal. Oh. He came in, he rolled in late with it he didn't want he his strategy and it backfired on him was people know the gray or the silver 63 and they know it's zach curtis so he's got a target on his back so he went in there trying to be inconspicuous and be suspicious ended Don't up running suspicious. into a parked car and not finishing the race and then <laughs> after segment two there was oh, no, there was a little bit of delay well. starting segment two because the they use electronic timing and scoring and if you're wondering what the delay was they had to reset it because it went out. There was a van on top of it. it. It went out. It completely went out. And then yeah, they had to reset it. There was it a van on top of it. And it uh, how many people hit the tire? Like 17? Like 48, but the van, the van stopped on top, on top, of, top it. of it. So they had to reset everything. So that's what took so long. It you know it wasn't a scoring error. It just had to be reset. And that took a little bit of time. So calm down. Um, but no, Zach Curtis is messaging me. And he goes, and his message to me was, man, I suck. And I'm like, yeah, you picked the wrong Enduro to suck at, Zach. And then the, apparently Scott Ponder got a picture of him flipping me off from the back straightaway uh, pits while I was saying that. And that's all in good Scott, fun. Scott, I need that. Because me me and Zach are friends like that. So um, I will say that was the most chaotic like so Enduro I've ever seen. The, the second segment where they went around the track the regular way, it that was the lull. But then the kidney bean at the end was pretty fun. It was a close race. It, the there was a, a great race between, oh man, who, what was that guy's name in the 65? Mr. Oh, man, Boy. I can't remember it. Mr. Boy and uh, Chris Rummel put on a great race. And Sir Boy Mains. Mr. Boy and Sir Boy Mains. There was that, uh, there was that big flip at the end or at the beginning. And uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name here. The Whitey Boy, number it was, 43. It was a white car. 43, was that the number? Yes. Thankfully, they do have all the results up. So let's see. 43 was Quentin Weiss, and that was the brother of the guy that flipped the pier stock on the back straightaway. <laughs> Sorry, two weeks that's, ago. that's kind of funny. So the Weiss team hey guys, having some trouble. Guys, guys, race cars, race car backwards, race car, race car upside down is expensive. Correct. Keep it on the tires. And then, so they, there's a big flip, barrel roll style. Austin said that was the wildest flip he's ever seen at the racetrack. <laughs> How? How did he hit well, he got, the side of a car to where he just went evil Knievel So he style. got Bubba Wallace. Um, so he got right rear. Or, uh, uh, Bubba Wallace didn't get touched. Any whom. So he got clipped and then turned into Smalley. So he got Ross Chastained. Okay, sure. Take your poison. And then it rode up the wheel of Smalley's car. You see the in car. The car so like, only, bounced. Only the rim, not the tire? The tire, the wheel assembly. 
the, the wheel entire, is the metal part. The tire right. is the rubber so one. So it, it bounced off the tire, which is then Thank upon you. the wheel. So the wheel, and it launched over and hooked, and it 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 bit and rolled what two times? Two and a half. Two and one like half. that. Landed upside down. I was like Dawson, look another flip, and he's like, ah. It's really funny. Tom Tom caught like the car kind of settling down on its uh, on its roof because like, again, if you were looking one direction, something crazy was happening in the other. And uh, luckily, I happened to be framed up on it, and I saw the whole thing, and I was just like, oh, I, I think I I looked at Austin and just went, oh my god. And thankfully, the guy was okay. And then uh, I apologized to Kimberly Moore. Um, there was like three cars that looked exactly the same. There was two thirteens. I said the wrong thing and I was like I, I said he's coming out and I didn't realize it was a girl I oh thought it was God, a whole different did car did somebody get offended because he used pr- the wrong somebody pronouns, probably pronouns. did and it was nothing it was just a mistake because 99% of the drivers were male so and, you say uh, there waiting yeah. for the driver here to comes get out the of driver. Car. that's just what you gotta say um Anyways, Kimberly Moore got spun out and she got hooked into the wall and hit the the small little opening coming out of uh, what is normally turns one and two and uh no going into one going into one you're correct and i know i was standing i was sitting right there hit the wall at the blunt opening and got smacked into and then there was like a head-on hit a couple of minutes after that then daniel webster and i can't remember who he got uh caught up with another guy um oh by the way zach curtis finished where, where did, he sucked so bad he finished 53rd so you can't tell me he wasn't in the race because i'm looking at it 53rd place for zach who is normally the man. Um, Daniel Webster finished 47th. Oh, uh, Zach Kurtz got beat by Daniel oh, Webster. I think it was, was it Maness, the 444 that he got crashed I with? No, I, I can't can remember now. But it, it, that was a big hit. That, they tested that new wall at Citrus uh, pretty good there. Yeah. So congratulations to Chris Rummel. He, yeah. Uh, so rummed the, rummeled, I, I lost it. There, it, it rummed, there was, it rummed away. <laughs> There was a, uh, actually, let's see, uh, 19, 20 cars finished. Um, 67. Wow, so it was like started. it was Myrna Enduro at, at the, the end. end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a lot of carnage at the beginning. Like, I, I like what William Hyman said in his interviews. Like, I don't know why everybody's trying to wreck each other for nothing on lap five in segment one. Like, well, can we talk about lap 90 of segment one later? later? I don't even remember what happened. What happened on lap segment, segment one. Later in the next spot, the kerfuffle. Oh right, we'll get there. Thomas. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, did um, you and did you and Austin get my my words? Did you get? Uh, damn it. We got kerfuffle in there. Did I say kerfuffle? We and got, got your nose. Got your nose. I got got your nose twice. When especially with uh, the second one was when that head on hit happened. So whenever Ryan and Austin announce it with each other, because we are all friends. Uh, I always give them a quote-unquote announcer's challenge where they have to fit words in somehow. So this week it was kerfuffle. I could have sworn it was... I did, was it really kerfuffle? It was kerfuffle. Yes, 100%. And uh, got your nose. It, what else has it been before? What's Snoot to boot. Snoot to boot. Um, boop it. No, there's there's another one that... Uh, oh, Gordon brouhaha. Says. Oh, look Ruhaha, at this. Gaggle. Gaggle. Put him in the wall. Put him in the wall. That's Austin's favorite. Um, Playoff implications. No, I'm just kidding. 
He's going sliding. Yeah. Um, so I always give them an announcer's challenge. It's really fun. It's something that like it's become like a thing with the three of us. So I love if it. you're ever at, if you ever hear me and Austin announcing together, and you just hear something that is obviously like, wow, they shoehorned that in. You're absolutely correct. Okay. The fact that <laughs> and maybe you don't because maybe you we're got good like at it. squoosh in there. Oh yeah, I got squoosh. Yep, the squoosh fan. The squoosh Austin's fan. Like, what the fuck is a squoosh? I'm like. The van is all squooshed up, and that's what I call my daughter because she's squooshy. So it's and she squoosh likes squoosh models. <laughs> anyways, back to the uh, back to the enduro. Um, really, really chaotic uh, first half of it. Uh, second segment was a bit. It wasn't dull, but the field had thinned out. It was the normal direction of racing, so that calmed down. The kidney bean got exciting, but at the end of this thing, 150 laps, three different segments. There were five cars on the lead lap. Um, the I port, just said 20. 20 finished. Um, John Wyndham in the 65, that's who it was, was battling toe-to-toe with Chris Rummel. Both the cars started to go away at the end. Wyndham's car, he shut down. Yes? Whose tires were towed out more? No, I don't know. You said toe-to-toe. I don't. Oh, you know, they were close together on the track is what I meant. Um, John Wyndham looked like he had this thing wrapped up. His car started to have problems, and Chris Rummel's car went into limp mode at the end. But he was able to hang on and win the so race. So his new name is Limp Biscuit. Limp Rummel. Limp, Limp, Limp Crisket. Limp Crisket. There you go. Sorry, Chris. Limp Crisket gets the win over James Herb or Jim Herb. Uh, William Hyman was third. So the usual suspects were up at the front, minus Zach Curtis, who admittedly sucks. Uh, Billy Benoit was fourth. Alan McClelland, who's another good enduro driver, was fifth. Randy Kyle, sixth. Margot is dying. Uh, Kyle Gregory in Zach Curtis's other car was seventh. So Zach would have just raced his own car, probably would have won the race. Um, <laughs> Keith Zavril was eighth. Bill Briggs ninth. And a huge shout out to this guy finishing in tenth. Mighty Johnson. Man, what a that big. That was the guy that was the ramp the last. <laughs> yeah, Mighty Johnson had a big, big night just sliding right in there in the tenth spot. Um, so shout out to him. Just his second ever race. His first race, he was um, he was the ramp that flipped uh, James Healy. That 13 car that was stopped, got it fixed up, came out and finished 10th in the Enduro. So his uh, he had a mighty fine day at the Citrus County Speedway versus his days of being the ramp or the stunt coordinator at New Smyrna. So 67 cars was the official total. Yes, 67. Um, it, was a, it was a great race. You can go back on Speedway video, and, and I'm telling you, it, it is – I, I don't envy Tom for having to film that thing because it is tough to figure out what the hell is going on half the time. But it was a great race, probably one of the most exciting Enduros I've ever seen. Um, they had, let's see, they had a flagpole race, and Zach Curtis did get some redemption and won that one. It was it was pretty but fun. did you see that freaking what could have been a ground the pounder? The duster, the Plymouth duster. Oh, my I, God. Who was that? Because I need to, like, send him an email. Curtis Humans. Number 11. How, how do you spell that? Y-O-U-M-A-N-S. U-Mans. Hey, U-Mans. Come race that with the ground. Yeah, pounders. somebody brought a Plymouth Duster out and finished eighth with it. And then Dan Schultz in the Camaro. What was that a third-generation Camaro? Catfish. It was the, no, he had the catfish in the Enduro. It was an IROC. Yeah, you're right. Yes, it was the IROC Camaro. I know. That he had in the, um, in the flagpole. That guy said he, it was his daily driver that he actually drove to the racetrack. I need him to not. 
with these IROC Camaros and these the catfish, catfish. Yeah. catfish Camaros. Y'all got to stop. If you have now, nothing better to do with them, I have a carport that can easily have a Volvo removed out of it. It's badass that he had that, but in the Enduro with the catfish, the, the car still had brake lights and lights. The you best part about that... take all that out for an Enduro, so it should have been DQ. But the best part of the, the, them racing the Camaros is he got spun out at one point and just put it oh in reverse and kept God. driving. And Frank's like, where, where? I'm like, dude, I see it. Quit. That was the I'm loudest the crowd it. got it's the coolest thing ever. So Dan Schultz, you stole the show, my friend. Um, Zach Curtis won the flagpole race, and Mighty Johnson finished second. What a big, big Slid night. Right in there. What a big night for Mighty Johnson sliding, just sliding right into the podium. And, um, man, just really, he came Stop in there it. strong at the end. Stop and, it. And finished. Uh, Please protect me from your jokes. He finished second. And he, <laughs> fa- he, he finished fast. <laughs> Not so. if you finish second. A true gentleman he is. Sorry. For I'm real. done now. Well, you know, at least Next. he takes care of his stuff. Next. So. Flagpole race, a lot of fun. Go back and watch on Speedway video. Jacob Smalley finished dead last in that, by the way. What a tough night for Jacob. Uh, Demolition Derby was something. Um, the squoosh <laughs> van versus the other vans, and it uh, went on a little bit too long. Apparently, they ran 20 laps, uh, if you look at timing and scoring. But James Collins beat Billy Benoit and Jeff Hoffman in that one. That was just a good smash Maybe up good time. Billy had his brother Chris in there. He could have won it. Oh, that's Sorry. a rabid joke. Um... <laughs> The Ford Outlaw figure eights was won by Eric Sharon, who at that time appeared to had swept the night for the Ford Outlaws, but more on that in a moment. Uh, 15 cars started the figure eight race. There was contact in the intersection. It just wasn't the way that maybe you would have thought. So go back and watch the figure eight race in, from Speedway Video. What? There was a there was a there was contact in the middle of the racetrack, like you expect at a figure eight track, but not the way you expect. So a little tease there what? to go watch the video what from Speedway Video. What did I miss? That was the, the biggest thing that happened in the race. Uh, what else are there? Oh, they ran pure stocks, which I want to talk about real quick because that after pure stock After the Enduro. Race, no, before the Enduro. Never mind. They ran the Ford Outlaws after the Enduro. Um, only 11 pure stocks there. A week ago, I think they had like 18. But as Austin was telling me, it was kind of added late. Um, and it really didn't matter because... This pure stock race was, in my opinion, the best pure stock race I've ever seen at Citrus. Um, Aaron Welter was leading the race and making that car super wide, but Jonathan Appleby was able to get by. The race went green to checkers. Are you watching the figure eight race? Yeah, but I, I, I was giggling at the Jonathan Appleby. I don't know if you saw the Citrus County Speedway post today. No, they do. Oh, nothing. There's just some, <laughs> there's just some drama about Jonathan Appleby. What is what's the drama? Apparently, and I'm only saying this because it was hilarious to me. Not because I I don't know any of these people, but apparently, like they post the pictures of the winners, and Jonathan Appleby's wife got on there and goes like that awkward moment when you find out your husband is still having an affair while you're at home nine months pregnant. Okay, so anyways, so, y'all, if you want some entertainment, I don't know these people, but the comments are pretty entertaining. On I guess post. I've got. I guess I know what I'm doing after this. I gotta go check that out. But Jonathan Appleby gets the win. He's winning here, but no bet elsewhere. Um, Sport Wilson second, David Kingsbury third, Larry Welter fourth, Caleb Grossenbacher backs up his first career win with another top five. And again, go back and watch this one on Speedway Video. Um, it's a short race because they went green to checker. They wrecked a whole bunch. There was a lot going on. They just never Where's actually the went around. In the- I'm telling you, go watch the Outlaw Figure Eight race and you'll find it. 
It's a good chunk in there. Um, and then the actual Ford Outlaw Oval race, it was a 50-lapper, their biggest race of the season. Some 33 cars showed up. There was some drama in the heats that kicked a few people out. Why is this only showing 17 cars? What the hell? I think I clicked on practice. Here's the feature. Um, 31 cars showed up. Uh, 29 started. Eric Sharon came from the back of the field after dominating a week ago. Came from the back of the field. Really good racing up the front. The I think the invert was 14. And all the fast guys that won the heat races, they had, which they had three of, were starting in the back of the field and really made it fun to watch them work their way up. A lot of cautions, a lot of uh, little spins. Pretty big one. Um, the 05 went around in front of the field. Um, when the dust settled in this one, again, this is another one I just invite you to go back and watch on, on Speedway Video um, just so you can get a sense of what a great race it was and how much action there was throughout the field. Uh, when the dust settled, though, Eric Schroen took the checkered flag on the racetrack ahead of Thomas Pete and Clint Hicks, who led the race early. Uh, Chris Rummel finished, uh, well, uh, officially third after having uh, issues under one of the cautions. Car couldn't get going, had to pit, came back out, and still got a top-five finish. Uh, so a good night for uh, Chris Rummel. Um, unfortunately, Eric Sharon was disqualified because there's a claimer rule in the Crown Vicks to try to keep them affordable and fun, uh, to keep them from getting out of hand like most racing is. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of this claimer rule, but apparently uh, one of the drivers... Uh, protested the 95, or yeah, was it the 95 of Sharon? Yes. Uh, yes, he was in the 95 car. Um, they protested Eric Sharon, and he refused to sell his car. And I guess if the driver puts up, if somebody else that finishes on the lead lap or whatever the stipulation is puts up the money and you refuse to sell, you're disqualified, you lose all points and all money. So that gave the win to Thomas Pete, Clint Hicks second, Chris Rummel third, Braden Boardman fourth, and Jesse Veltman Battled back. He had a tire going down at one point, I believe. He had and like three tires going down. So all of them, because uh, there's only three wheels on Jesse's car. Um, don't ask me why. It's just the way it is. Uh, but Jesse Veltman, fifth. Chucky Hearn, sixth. Seventh was Michael Ottenreith. Kyle Courtney, eighth. Ninth for Sean Bailey, who I don't know what he's doing racing when he's trying to run the Wheel and Modified Tour page. Um, and then <laughs> Guy Guy Rottenkrans was in 10th place. And I'm I'm so glad I've gotten to announce with Austin before because I've learned how to say all these damn guys' names. They got some names in this class. Can you play, can you, can, can you say the one S name? I don't think he raced at all, but Sinekosov? I... Thank you. Yep. Got that one. Nailed it. Um, I mean, you got a Zavrils and a Kosov, Nanfelt, Grossenbacher, um, Nickenbacher, um, Sharon. Anyway, uh, great race and uh, a lot of fun at the Sisters County Speedway. Again, thank you to Tony for asking me to fill in. I really appreciate that. Um, I hope to, I hope he's back this weekend uh, to do what he loves to do. Um, just glad he's doing all right because that's a pretty scary situation. And a uh, big thank you to Tom for coming out from the races. And thanks to Cameron Ray as well for, for putting up with us new Smyrna folk at his racetrack when he could be like, no, you all can screw off. Um, he's always been very accommodating to us. Um, he was very accommodating to Tom from Speedway Video. Um, the Little deck where they normally film was rented out ahead of time uh, before Tom even had an inclining of coming to the racetrack. Uh, but Cameron made sure he had a place to set up and get a decent vantage point. And um, Margo has apparently found something groundbreaking. I have to read you one of the comments from this post from Citrus because it's the funniest thing. Now, mind you, I don't know these people and I feel really bad for this guy's wife if it's true, but whatever. I'm not getting into y'all's like... It's public, so... Not getting into your Citrus County, Polk County drama, but it's really funny. <laughs> It says, did Jonathan Appleby, number 69, 
LOL. <laughs> really win the race or did he cheat like he's cheating on his nine month pregnant wife? That's pretty savage to take that. And Mike a- William goes, yo, hit me up six weeks after you have it. Oh. All right. Anyway, <laughs> if you're into that kind of weirdness, um, you can check that out. I, I wouldn't bring that to a track's Facebook page because the the person the poor person running that social media does not need to deal with that. No, not at all. Um, but they did it. So um, but anyways, I'm gonna again, laugh at it. Thank you to Citrus County for being very um very good to us and putting on another great show. Um, my favorite part is I went down to Victory Lane. Now, this was Austin's show. This is Austin's track. If I show up to help Austin, he runs the show. I, I'm his like color man. I'm his backup. I'm his, you know, I'm his right hand man. Um, he did the interviews for the for the big races. Um, and uh, when I was down there, because oh, excuse me, I was like, oh, I'll go do, I'll go interview William. I talk to William all the time, and uh, he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm down there as uh, Austin is interviewing the the winner, Chris Rummel, and Tyler Sontag rolls up to me and he goes, "Man, you two work well together." And I'm like, "Well, it happened. It it's nice when you work with your friends because we we me and Austin's we're, our sense of humor is pretty much on par with each other. We we get 99% of the time we get what the other one is putting out, so uh, makes it very easy to work together. Um, sometimes announcers just can't get along, but I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I. Me and Ben Dodge work great together. Me and Austin work great together. Um, hell, me and me and Rick Bristol worked well together. I don't think Rick Bristol has laughed harder than he did that last race that me and him called together. So I just like to go have fun and enjoy the races. Glad we got the opportunity. But my favorite part of the night, and I'm glad I prefaced this earlier, I went to interview Zach Curtis for the flagpole race. Chris Rummel was down there because they're, they're buddies. And um, Chris, Chris goes, what the hell, Zach? I didn't get no Ryan Stevens interview tonight. So I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, poor limp Chris kid. He'll have to do better <laughs> next time. And we've had Chris on the show before, and we've had Zach on the show. Uh, lo- love those guys. They're 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 good people, and I know a lot of people don't like them because they whoop that ass in enduro racing, but step up your game. The people, not Zach Curtis yeah, yeah, yeah. and Chris Rummel. But anyways, uh, a lot of fun. Um, very enjoyable night, and... Um, it was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Final it thoughts on that? It was fun. It was fun. Thank you, Citrus, for your $20 beer buckets. Can you please raise the price so they're not so... Um, Available. Yeah. Okay. Tempting. Anyways, <laughs> let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get into the drama that was NASCAR in Las Vegas. So don't go anywhere. What drama? We'll talk about it. Nothing happened. All right. So thank you all for listening. It's been a great show. But let's thank our sponsors. There's I'm been bar- no NASCAR news this week. None. Let's take our sponsors. Uh, how about how about those boys over at Schultz Engineered Products? First off, yes. How about them girls over at Schultz Engineered Products? That's what I was getting for. I'm glad you picked up what I was putting down. We we You guys are shipping all the parts to oh all the teams. Oh yeah, we're cool. But it's I, crazy I do, right now. I do find it. In, I find one thing interesting, but I'm not going to talk about it. What? I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Wait, what? What happened to Tyler Reddick in his fuel container this week? Some dumb bitch freaking cut his O-rings. It's just kidding. That's a I, joke. I would not. No, but uh, Schultz Engineered Products, um, after Margo's been there for, what, three weeks now, and I've learned how, what a huge part of the NASCAR parts world they are. And when Kevin Harvick says the crappy-ass parts, it's sure not as ours. hell ain't it's talking not ours. about Schultz. 
No, no. It's there's a lot. Like we are the only ones that make these uh, dry dump fuel. The The self-ventilating fuel cans? Yeah. Yeah. There's an actual word for them, and I can't think of it. I'm sorry, Rob. Please don't fire me. It has been a long day. It has been a carrot day. Um, What I like, though, is that you can now buy the Schultz fuel cells at Race Car Engineering. Is that correct? Yes. So they have become, in the last three weeks, a new uh, vendor? Yeah. uh, They are like a new dealer. New dealer. New dealer. So you can buy We are the vendor. They are the customer. We sell to them. They sell to you. That's how that works. So you, you've heard us talking a lot about Schultz, and, and Margo's now working for them. So we, we've got that insider information, but um, you can get your Schultz fuel cell now at Race Car Engineering, and you will have the best of the best. We um, sell all kinds of sizes. We sell anything from a 12-gallon, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of super stocks, pure stocks, dirt cars use, thunder stocks, all the way up to, God, I don't know. We do custom fuel cells and bladders. We don't actually do it in Florida. That all goes through the New Jersey side, but it still gets processed through us. Uh, everything is made right in shop, either here or New Jersey. Delivered, like, fast. They're, they're, it's, not a, it's not a very long turnaround time, is what I'm trying to say. And, of course, you can go to the Schultz Engineer Products website. You can My check out not working everything right that they have available. Uh, you can give them a call at 732-922-4334. Um, they're still hiring. They still need some help in the shop. Looking for that CNC machinist um, and some, some general shop help as well. Uh, you can also email... You can email the man himself, Mr. Rob, at uh, rob at schultzproducts.com. If you'll you're get interested. a response from me or Colleen. Well, whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, wherever it goes, doesn't matter just as long as it goes. Uh, if you're looking for a good place to work, if you'd like to take your talents down to what I like to call East Beach in Edgewater, yes. do so. And, Please don't uh, make me do a commercial for them because once I clock out, I am done. No, I get it. I get my, it. My brain is fried. You know, if, if Full Sail was a, a sponsor of the show, I'd have a tough time explaining they do they lots do of well. aviation stuff too. So like it's just there's a lot. It's a to big it. company. They it do is, a lot of stuff. It's really not a big company. We just have a lot of stuff that we do. That makes you guys big. There's like thirty. Employees. There may not be a ton of people, but y'all are big. I mean, you supply uh, the good parts to NASCAR. Yes. The, like the things that aren't They're not the broken all the time. ones. So again, we thank them for sponsoring the show and, as we like to say, sponsoring our lives now. Uh, we also thank our good friends at Bromley Motorsports. I was looking forward to, I'm going to miss them because Governor's Cup, they were going to bring the truck back. They were going to bring the bombers out. Definitely going to miss seeing those guys. We'll see them again. Because, I wish they were at the Enduro. Because I know Tony's going to listen to this Friday, maybe Thursday night. Congratulations. The baby, baby Emma makes her debut on Friday. On Friday, huh? Yes. All right. Well, baby Emma will make her happy, de- debut on Friday. So happy almost birthday. Happy baby early Emma. welcome to baby Emma. We also hey, think um, a big brother. another guy I was looking forward to seeing at Governor's Cup, uh, Chris Seventy in 70, the 70 Motorsports who sponsors the show. Um, I know he went through a rough summer and uh, losing his dad. And I wasn't sure if he was going to keep racing. And uh, he did register for Governor's Cup. You know, I, I hope that um, you know if Chris isn't able to keep racing, and, and and I don't, I don't, I don't know, but hope he's able to continue on into next season. Um, you know, for him to come up to me and say what we do here on the show, 
even through all some you know some of the goofiness and maybe some of the controversy that happens when you do an opinionated show um he came up to me and was one of the first people that just was like hey i want to sponsor your show because i think it's important that uh, the track is a show that primarily focuses on on what we do here so i thank chris and i wish him the best hope to see him back at the racetrack next season Speaking of the racetrack, let's go talk about what I, I think a lot of people want to hear what we have to say because I know if you are a regular listener to this show or if you know me and Margo, if you have us on Facebook, you will know that generally we are considered Bubba Wallace fans. A big Bubba Wallace we, we don't We do not hate him because of a lot of people choose to hate him because of his politics or his color. It's just the fact of the matter. Okay, let, let me just say this. A lot of people choose to hate him because of the fake bullshit that he was made to be a voice for so that NASCAR could feel like they were catering to today's population. Yeah. And you know what? If that if that swung you, then well, for today's society. I mean, everybody has their their own rights to think what they want. But if you know us, and we're, we're not here to talk about that part of the thing. If you know us, we've generally been Bubba Wallace fans. We're, you know, very happy when he won at Kansas. I got to tell you, what he did on Sunday was 100% a chicken shit move and just completely 100% unacceptable. Knowing he was racing the same car he won in at Kansas, good job fucking yourself, Yeah, that bub. makes it even more like, Good dude, job. You moron. Did you see like, the... Get out and throw punches. I don't care. Have at it, boys. All you want. But uh, one, you know guys are getting hurt in this car. Don't left rear somebody. Uh, don't don't cause him to hit the wall at a mile and a half track with the back of his car when your quote-unquote teammate, because this hadn't been released yet, yeah. is now ending his career because of a concussion when you've got another driver who is out with a concussion who could have been in the playoffs or was in the playoffs up until last week don't you want to i i know it, it pains you you want to be respected because you're the sports only african-american driver or at the highest level blah 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 you want to be respected and then you go out and you act like a hoodlum yeah that that move was not going to make him any fans so i don't know what he thought he was trying to prove like I oh you it. don't mess with me but i get just- it heat of the moment but bro you had a winning car you were literally in the lead three laps before that happened he was probably going to either win that race or finish top five like he won the first you could have had people talking shit about you because once again you were crying because you didn't finish first you finished second or you won the thing now you have your own fans pissed off it's not a good look pissed off not a good look i don't care go fight don't sorry don't try to fight somebody who's actively walking away that's just stupid don't don't turn somebody intentionally and then say your steering broke in a car that people are getting hurt in. And you know we've what? lost three drivers this season because of how dangerous this car is. It's it. And then sucks. you go and do that, and it's bullshit. And I'm my son's so glad I can't find that Bubba Wallace shirt I spent thirty dollars on. It'd be in the garbage with my Alvin Kamara shirt because we don't support people who are assholes up in here except me. I support me. It sucks that. Christopher Bell, a playoff driver, an innocent victim in this, got taken out. One of his Toyota teammates. But I think it saved Kyle Larson from being hurt because if you watch that, 
Kyle Larson's car, when it got spun back up and caught back around, it was headed ass end towards the wall. And if he had hit ass end at that speed, because that was a hard hit. That was a hard hit. And it hit driver's side. But I feel like the driver's side impact takes it better than the rear. Yeah. And if you look, if Christopher Bell wasn't there, that car is going in the wall with the rear end. But when Christopher Bell comes by, he kind of sideswiped Bell so that shifted the momentum of the car to swap it back around and hit driver's side, which I feel like with the old car would have been more significant. But with this new car, it's better to hit driver's side. Who would have ever thought you'd say that versus the rear because there's no rear clip to this thing. It's literally this tiny bumper to hold the fuel cell in and then no crush panels and just boom, it transfers all the driver. That's why we're getting concussions and injuries. And then I don't. Did you watch the Xfinity race? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I didn't watch. The, I didn't watch the Xfinity here. race, but I've been watching the Twitter. I've been watching updates and all that stuff. So you saw that picture? Yes. With Josh Berry? No, I went back and actually watched the clip. The clip. The okay. Race. Yeah. I, I've somebody. They've been posting the parallels now. It's. It's the, the almost, same thing happened. Yeah. And what did Josh Berry do? One. Right. He settled down, came back, and won the race. And, I, and you know, like Bubba's, and I'm not going to make an excuse for him, but. Th- I listened to Door Bumper Clear because, of course. Yep. They mentioned that Bubba's already come out like this year saying that he's got anxiety and that's why it's so hard for him to deal with all this, all the repercussions of everything. And then you're going to go and do this and come out with that stupid bullshit-ass PR statement. Yeah, I didn't like the PR statement. That was, the, that was, was a bunch of kiss-ass. Yeah, right it was a bunch of kiss-ass grabbing at straws. I didn't like his interview afterwards. No. Because he, I get it, after the William Byron thing, Nobody's going to own up to it anymore. You can't. You can't admit it anymore. Steaming broke. No, that was bullshit. Your car turned left. He gassed it up and went after Kyle Larson. Yeah. And if he didn't do that, Margo, I think both those drivers go on to have a great day. Like, here's why. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. Neither Bubba nor Kyle Larson are in the playoffs. That shouldn't have fucking mattered. Christopher Bell is a playoff driver. Do I honestly think he was going to make it past the round of eight? No. No. Not a chance in but hell. But now, unless he wins, he's done. Exactly. And let's face it, he's not going to go on and win at Homestead. He's not going to win at Martinsville. He's got a good chance at Homestead. He's, he digs the high side. No, he doesn't. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Ross Chastain's winning at Homestead. Tyler Reddick's winning at Homestead. Got our picks in. Naturally. Um... You know, I just, if he would have kept his cool. Or William Byron. I think both drivers would have went on. And it's funny, like last year at this time, I'm on this podcast and I'm talking about how much I can't stand Kyle Larson winning all the time. And now I'm still like, I don't hate Kyle Larson. I don't root for Kyle Larson. I'm kind of in the middle. But yet here I am taking his side on this because in my opinion, what happened was a racing move. Yes, Kyle Larson dive-bombed into the corner. But if you've been watching the races this year, you know... It's kind of it can be tough to pass. So if you see an opportunity, you've got to take it, especially yeah. on the restarts. And this was just a few laps after a restart. Larson makes a bold move, and did he give Bubba room off the corner? No. Did he run up and body slam him into the wall? No. It was just tight racing. I mean, you could chalk that up to being very similar to the Denny Hamlin Ross Chastain situation at Pocono. Denny didn't give Ross any room. Ross wrecked. In this situation, Kyle. Sent it in there. Didn't give Bubba much room. Bubba did hit the wall. And if he would have just kept going, yeah, you lose your momentum. You lose a couple of spots. 
but big picture, you're still in the damn race. And and I don't think he hit hard enough to break a toe link. Maybe, maybe it would have. You can't tell because the car is damaged. But if you watch, if you watch Bubba's car come down the racetrack, there was nothing significantly at that time broken that would have caused him to the only just. Thing, the only thing broken on that car at that moment was, was the, the loose nut behind, behind the wheel. wheel. And I got to tell you, it's just really disappointing. As somebody who's been a Bubba supporter through all the hate that he gets, uh, I can't defend this. And I think I, so the news has been out. He's suspended for Homestead. Okay. It doesn't matter. Is it justifiable? He's not in the playoffs. A suspension doesn't like, I'm sorry. It's no different. William Byron hit Denny Hamlin that got appealed. So he had to pay a fine. So will Bubba's get appealed? No. Let's face it. William Byron's fine is what he uses to wipe his ass. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Bubba Wallace isn't in the playoffs. What does he have to lose with missing Homestead? Absolutely nothing, except now he won't get the owner's points championship. His reputation. What little of it he what, had. What reputation? The one sure. the Rednecks hate? Congratulations, you're back to being the most hated person in NASCAR, and it's not because of the color of your skin. It's because of how you act. In my opinion, this is in line with what Matt Kenseth did to Joey Logano, and Matt Kenseth was suspended the rest of the season. Now, that happened at Martinsville, so it was like two races. Yeah, but didn't Matt Kenseth flip Joey Logano? No, he just took him out blatantly after he crashed. Like, uh, didn't Kenseth Joey had- Logano flip? No. Kenseth had crashed oh, earlier wait, in the no, race, no. thanks to Brad Kozlowski, his teammate, and then he came back out, waited on Logano from... Stuff that they had, had run-ins the last couple of races and just stuffed them in the fence blatantly on purpose, um, just like blatantly on purpose or just like him, Sonny. He didn't say he said he had a tire go down, but that's bullshit. Um, thankfully, that helped Jeff Gordon win his last career race, and it was an amazing day. And you were there. Um, now, and that made me go to Homestead to watch the championship race. But um, here's, I, I think Bubba should be suspended for the rest of the season. Yes. Because, but then doesn't like him. You've still got nothing to lose except your owner's points championship. He's, he's going to lose points in the standings. But I mean, if you're not in the playoffs, who gives a shit where you finish in the standings? I just think that NASCAR sending a message by suspending him one race just doesn't like you. Like Mark, I agree with you, Mark. It doesn't matter. He should be done for the season. When you're getting uh, Kyle Busch's team, his crew chief, his crew is, chief is, is suspended until the clash. Through the clash. Through the clash. He can't go to the clash. And, and it has like a $50,000 fine. When you get a... Because the tire came off under yellow. When you get a harsher fine for losing a tire than you do for intentionally wrecking somebody... Potentially hurting somebody. Ending their career, perhaps. Like, come on now. That's not right. Who, I, who's... Who, who, O'Connell? Is O'Connell making this decision? O'Donnell. O'Donnell, O'Connell, same shit. I don't know who makes the actual decision. It's Rosie O'Donnell making the I haven't had enough time to sit down and actually read what Steve had to say about it. Um, I don't care what NASCAR has to say about it because, in my opinion, he should be done for the year, and they should make a statement. It's either it's either this is okay, boys have at it, and to an extent, I, I like that boys can have at it in safe circumstances. Have at it with your hands, not with your damn like, race cars, I don't y'all. Want, I, I definitely do not want NASCAR to become Formula One because I'll stop watching. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I don't want to tell these guys, like, it doesn't matter what I say. I don't want to encourage the fist fighting, but I would rather tell my son, hey, look, don't do that. Then, hey, look, now you can't cheer for him because he just put somebody, not just Kyle Larson, but every other person on that track's live at risk. 
I also think we need to go back and suspend Carson Hosovar for also right for existing. Yes, I agree. And all the other shenanigans he's pulled, I'll agree. With I agree Carson on that to my grave. Um, Carson Hosovar needs to just be like fucking indefinitely suspended from like life. I just and racing and everything involved with racing. That little damn you fucking know, ratatouille looking ass mother. Sorry, accidents are going to happen. <laughs> Rivalries are going to happen. People are going to wreck each other. Just don't make it look like that. Don't right rear somebody. I was just really waiting for the people to be like, oh, would you still be this mad if it was Ross Chastain? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'd be mad at Ross Chastain. In fact, I'd be mad at Jeff Gordon. I was mad at Jeff Gordon when he wrecked Clint Boyer at Phoenix. I wasn't because then I got to see Clint. Whatever. (laughs) I don't care about what you wanted to look at. It's just not a good look. No, it's not. The the intentional, the blatantly intentional wrecking, and I'll even say it when, when it comes to short track stuff, I don't like that. Good hard racing, I respect the hell out of it. And sometimes that leads to wrecks. But there's a difference between racing each other and then wrecking because you both went for the same piece of real estate than just, I am so mad that I'm going to wreck this guy and I do not care what happens to him. Yep. The, the fighting, I, I wonder if, if him walking across the racetrack to the point where NASCAR said there was a pedestrian. pedestrian on the racetrack. And maybe they said that so the drivers are more aware, like, hey, there's something that we don't normally see on the racetrack when we come through there. That's what I think they were saying. Lord knows they can't go, oh, hey, there's a driver on the track. Well, there's and, and supposedly 38. As, as race control, I don't think you're supposed to say, oh, this driver's X, XYZ is doing this. I think you're supposed to say car number or, you know, in this case, I think they said pedestrian to get people's attention so that when they came around, they are like, oh, there's something on the front straightaway here that's not supposed to be here. I wonder... And again, I haven't read through enough of the stuff to to see if there's if this has been specifically said. So, don't come at me if it has. But I wonder if him walking across a hot racetrack, yards away from his race car to Kyle Larson, the fisticuffs thing I don't think really matter. Larson, kudos to him for. People are going to say you know, might be a wuss for not fighting back. But Larson's like, I'm not going to. He's get already had to this. do his sensitivity training. Right. Larson's like, look. I don't, I'm not going to fight you because I know what I did was just a racing deal. I'm sorry your car's wrecked, but it wasn't wrecked until you wrecked me. And Larson's like, I don't want any part of this. And and I'm glad because it would have looked so much worse if they started punching each other. So mad respect to Kyle Larson for, and, and Larson owned up to his part of it. Yep. Or Bubba Wallace said, oh, my steering broke. Don't fish. Don't fish, Mr. Reporter guy. You're fishing. Bubba, that was bad. Don't be Real a bad. dick. Richard Cooney. So, very disappointing. Bubba's suspended for Homestead. I think it should be for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he can gain my respect back just like um, a, just like a lot of other drivers have. There's been a lot of drivers that I didn't like that I now have respect for, um, a la Kurt Busch. Um, very sad to see that he is prematurely having to retire. That was, the, that was going to be the big news on the show, but uh, that has been preempted now by his teammate, uh, Bubba Wallace. Any uh, final thoughts on the Bubba Wallace deal? Congratulations. You're my Richard Cranium. Yeah, he's definitely my Richard Cranium as well. Um, what an idiot. Nothing else that I saw this week even comes close. And I think I respect Josh Berry more um, after seeing these two th- incidents See, I, happen. I didn't watch the Xfinity race. Uh, I think I watched like maybe 10 minutes of it. I just watched the highlights. But he, he, he scraped the wall just like Bubba. It's the same situation. Had a guy on his inside, bounced off the wall, kept going and won the race. Wow. Hmm. I think Bubba, is, is it does dangerous? he win this race? I don't know. It got kind of chaotic at the end, but I don't know. I think he's in the mix. And um, a lot of people were like, no, he wasn't going to win the race. Well, 
He had a damn good race car. If you watch Kansas, it's yeah. the same car. Yeah. Um, so let's actually talk about the race. Did did you get a chance to to watch the whole thing? Did you no. watch highlights? Or did you just kind of read about it? No, I just kind of listened to Dormum Clear and read about it a little bit. So I, I on Monday I had it on uh, while I worked. It was my plan was to watch it today. I never got around. And then to carrots it. happened. Yeah. So um, just the playoffs this season have been an absolute debacle. Um, you can go back and listen to our show. We haven't had anything really good to say about the NASCAR races, which. It's unfortunate because the season, in my opinion, started off well. Yeah. We've run into some problems, as is like expected with a new car. <laughs> We've learned a lot of things about this car, and it's progressively gotten worse, worse instead of better. Um, the racing on the mile-and-a-half tracks is the best it's been since the 90s. Oh, I'm going to miss Homestead on Sunday. You are? Shit. Oh, yeah, you are. Um, Can you just record it and not watch it until I get home? I don't know, maybe I can watch football. Anyway, um, the racing on the mile-and-a-half tracks is really good with this car. Um, the tire situation needs work. But the racing itself, based on what we've seen the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, so much better. The short tracks, the road courses need work. But you can't, yeah, not everything's perfect. Um, we got back to a... Other than the Bubba Wallace situation, which was just a, you know, it was just an accident, a, a wreck. It was a wreck. It wasn't an accident. It was on purpose, but it was a wreck. Um, this was the best race in the playoffs. This Las Vegas race was better than the one in the spring that I rated highly. And that gave me my first glimpse of what I really liked about this car. Um, I thought the race was good. It got pretty intense at the end because we had varying pit cycles and pit strategies going on. For a minute, it looked like Justin Haley was going to steal this race. Then it looked like Chase Briscoe was going to lock himself into Phoenix, where he won earlier this season. If Chase Briscoe goes into Phoenix in the Final Four, or Ross Chastain, because Ross Chastain was really good at Phoenix earlier this year too, but a lot has changed between March and where we're at now. So I don't know. Night and day difference. But for a minute... Chase Briscoe almost won this thing. But then Joey Logano, who there was a, a timed ca a, a caution that came out at the right time. Joey pitted, had fresh tires. I thought for a while Tyler Reddick was going to win this race. And every time they had a restart, he got shuffled into the middle three wide and just couldn't get a break on the start. Um, Logano came through with faster tire or better tires, faster car. Logano had Penske had some of the best cars all day long. Anyway, uh, Blaney should have won this fucking race, but he wrecked out early. That was the other big Story moment of the race. Story of his 2022. No kidding. Oh, by the way, New Smyrna will be riding on... New Smyrna Speedway um, will be riding under... Or on um, Ryan Blaney's car this weekend. Again? Yeah, because they're in Florida. NASCAR home track. New uh, Smyrna. Yeah. Um, so probably Ryan Blaney's car will end up in the lake in the infield. Um, but yeah, Ryan Blaney... <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was savage. Austin's going to hear that. And when Ryan Blaney wrecks on Sunday, he's going to be like, damn it, Ryan. No, we didn't watch this race live because we had some, we, we went to Halloween Horror Nights on Sunday. Um, I was like, I, I talked to Austin because we saw the Bubble Wallace thing happen live. That happened about 20 minutes before we had to leave. Yeah. And then, well, he texts me. He goes, he goes, Willie B. And I'm like, I'm not watching, but you can feel free to spoil it for me. And he goes, he almost wrecked Ryan Blaney. They both oh, saved it. And I'm yeah, like, why, yeah. why are you telling me? That was a big moment. And then Ryan Blaney, who looks like he had a good car, one of his better chances to win this uh, win this year, wrecked off turn number two and crashed out. Um, 
and, and I was kind of like, okay, I didn't hear much from Austin throughout the day, and I didn't tell him that we weren't going to Halloween Harness, but I guess he knew. And I was like, man, I didn't hear, nobody messaged me about anything in the race. I'm like, it's probably pretty boring. It was a great race and a great finish. Logano gets the win. Ross Chastain was leading with three to go. Joey Logano passes him, wins. My championship prediction was for Joey Logano to win the championship, and now he is locked into the final four. Margo's final four. What is your final four again? Tell everybody what you had down. Nine. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the current final four right now? As they stand. Um, 22. Okay. Nine. Okay. Uh, one. Okay. 11. Oh. Who do you have on your paper? Nine, 22, 24, and one. So you need the 24 in there, and he's fifth. So and that's only after race one. So um, my my predictions, my final four was Elliot, Logano, Larson, Hamlin. Well, Larson's out. So I've got three. I've got three of four. You've got three of four. So we're doing all right. Um, Logano is locked in with the win. And again, he was my championship pick. Who, do, who was your championship pick? Chase? Chase Elliott, Chase. because it's uh, the championship weekend is Dawson's birthday weekend. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, again, just the, so they could, they, they're allowed to do his birthday party on the fifth. They can't do it on the sixth. Gotcha. <laughs> this was a solid NASCAR race. Um, it had your drama. It had everybody's least favorite driver making an ass of himself. Becoming my least um, favorite driver. Had some decent racing at times. Um, this race felt like it had a ton of lead changes. It only had 18, but, uh, I did score it as normal. So let me pull that up here real quick. There's the file. Um, I gave the racing an eight. Solid race. Good old-fashioned NASCAR racing. Uh, excitement of 10. Watching the last 25 laps with the different strategies and the cautions, I was kind of on edge. Like, I I had so much work to do on Monday, but I stopped working and watched, like, the last 15 minutes of this race, and it had me on edge because I didn't know who was going to win. I'm just kidding. The, <laughs> no, I couldn't because I was too enamored in the race. And then I had a headache afterwards. Um <laughs> But um, not knowing who was going to win, the playoff factor, uh, I give the excitement a 10. The finish, I give it an 8. It was fun watching Joey and Ross. You know what my favorite part of it was? Ross blocked the hell out of Joey Logano a couple of times. As Ross is typical. Chastain yeah, but listen, Joey somebody? goes, I love the way Ross raced me because he raced me hard and he would have done exactly what I would have done. And you know what? I like it when two of the most aggressive guys in NASCAR can say, hey, that was fun racing each other. Ross Chastain blocked something? He blocked the hell out of him. No Because way. of course he did, but he didn't wreck him. No he raced way. him. He blocked him, but never touched him. Blo- no, stop. Ross Chastain doesn't block. He also doesn't plow through people. He's perfect. He's the best Florida guy so. so. to ever make it to NASCAR. Lead changes, it gets a five. Enjoyment overall, I give it a nine. So this race scores an eight. Definitely our best of the playoffs so far. And that gives our, gives our season total up to a 6.53 out of 10. D's good degrees. What do you think? Like, I, I know you didn't get to watch the full thing, but I know you, you've been on Twitter. You've got the general sense of the race. What do you think of the first race of the round of eight? I'm looking forward to Homestead. You're looking forward to Homestead? Yep. I think it's going to be awesome. You know what I'm really looking forward to at Homestead? What? Trucks. Trucks have their penultimate race. Yep. Yeah. They'll lock Dewey. in their championship four. Ghost Dewey. Um, who's locked in? Uh, Ty Majeski's locked in. Oh, That's no. cool. Uh, I can't remember everybody else, and I don't want to look it up. But Ghost uh, Dewey. 
I think Homestead is going to be real great with the next-gen car. They're going to be ripping the top, and that's why I've got Tyler Reddick, and you have... Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. Or William Byron. If Ross wins, he's locked in. If Reddick wins, he's just making Kyle Busch very excited because Kyle's going to go to that car and win a lot of races next year. And I think that Tyler Reddick is going to have a slump next year. Just, I think Karma's going to catch up with him. Okay, but the what? Is it really news that Ty Dillon's going to Spire? Because, like, this kid's just going to keep getting rides because of his grandpa's last name? I mean, here's what I'll say about that. I'm glad it's one driver instead of having a rotating crop of nobodies in the 77. Like, it's been like Landon Castle. Instead, you just want a consistent nobody? For the points That's factor, why we yes. have people like BJ McCoy and Corey LaJoy. I, I like it when it's the same driver in the same car every week. So, yes, I, I like this move better than just, you know. They, okay, sorry. They really need to stop giving these rides to people just because they are who they are. And then there's a, see, and then it's people a pay to play situation. And That's then the people are gonna be like, is. "Oh, Cole Custer deserved the ride in the 41 John more than Warren Ryan Priest." No, and goddamn well that Ryan Priest can outdrive Cole Custer in anything he steps foot in. Look, I saw your post on Facebook. John Horton nailed it out of the park. When racing doesn't cost four hundred thousand dollars a week to race, then you'll see these guys with talent actually get to race. Well, then why isn't Charlie Ayers in it? Because, like I said, you need. Oh, sorry, I really to need to quit busting this kid's balls. Um, I'm not going to go there. And anyways, I have editing to do on next, next day. No, that one you can keep in. That was okay. a joke. That's just a joke. It's, well, anyway. No, it's because, no, he commented on the post and he's like, uh, he said something about, uh, to, I mean, like, what's his face? Ty Dillon hasn't driven for RCR. And I'm like, my point is he's still where he is because of his grandpa's last name. Just like you have a super lay model because of your daddy's money. That's all I'm getting at. If you can, if you, if you can fund race cars, that's fine. Or if your dad can fund race cars, that's fine. If I'm still going to call you out for having daddy's money, just like I'm going to call Ty Dillon out for having his grandpa's last name. Fair enough. That's what I mean about busting balls. I have no clue what you're getting at. So let's take a quick break here. We'll go into our final segment around the state and our final thoughts on everything that went down this week. Um, Super late models at uh, Auburndale. Things got interesting there, so don't go anywhere. We thank our good friends at American Auto Tire and Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. Um, Of course, that's EJ. And, man, when we see EJ again next year, he's going to be ready to... Ready to go crazy in that pace car because I don't know what he's going to do for the next two months. Um, if it's not flooded out like the rest of New Smyrna. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, I hope everything's good there, but we uh, we do appreciate him. He's He was one of our first major sponsors, one of our big anchor sponsors here on the show, and we can't thank him enough, not only for sponsoring the show, but everything he's done for us. Again, some of these sponsorships, they reach deeper than just someone gave us $5 for an episode. Uh, they truly do support us, and he's definitely been one of those supporters um, he's been one of my supporters for a long, long time, even when I was that shy new guy. So appreciate him and appreciate everything he's done for us and the service that he's done on our vehicle as well, tires um, and brakes and all that good stuff. Um, if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, you give him a call, 386-428-1941. For fast, dependable service, you can always count on American Auto. Are you Were you just directing me there? <laughs> I, was, I thought you had something to say. Was, was you, you were... Directing me through well, the commercial. In the commercial, EJ points. He does. We also thank, uh, we thank Ken Copley, and, and I feel bad. Ken sponsored 
upfront for the EMODs. And he's like, hey, we got X amount of races, here's X amount of dollars. And uh, the EMODs really got the shaft this year. And I, I hope they get a shit ton of races next year because they deserve it. All of them. But uh, I really think Ken Copley and his big sponsors, uh, Smith Construction, Wayne King Racing, and uh, I'm sure there's a couple more. Uh, those are the ones that just jump off the page to me on his race car. But I really thank him for his support this year and uh, we'll make him a deal for next season as well. Uh, EMODs. Um, I think the EMOD, the EMODs are a damn sponsor of the show because I think they deserve nothing but the best next season. A ton of races, a couple of big ones. So I think they should have at least 350 lappers. Um, we thank the Florida Southern Ground Pounders who unfortunately their season ended prematurely. They were on for Governor's Cup. Uh, they're not able to race now because nobody is. Um, we're going to have some cars back. I know. But look, big things on the horizon for next year. And they will be back next year, correct? Right? Right? As far as I know. Okay, good. Unless and then something um, changes. We, uh, again, the ground pounders are, are a fun class having the schedule. And uh, I'm sure we'll see them at Red Eye. Um, and we also thank Do All Lawn and Tree Services. That is Doug Samian's company. We appreciate him being a listener and supporter of the show as well. And I, I just imagine he's been quite busy with all this, uh, all the, the tree damage and removal, especially in the, uh, the area where he's located there. So Isn't thank you. Like um, in the South Daytona area. He's not far from there. So I'm sure he's had plenty to do. And, uh, again, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, we got one quick segment here to end the show. Uh, a couple of racetracks that we follow. Of course, we've already talked about the Citrus County Speedway because that's where we were at. Um, Auburndale ran a good show of racing. Uh, twin Super Late Model 50s was their main event. Oh, by the way, the um, the Big Race Challenge is still going on. We'll just take the New Smyrna race out and we'll just make it a best of four series. Uh, <laughs> twin 75s. I Man, I really... I re- when I was making that schedule, I'm like, I really hope Governor's Cup happens. Should I do the snowball? No. No, okay. Uh, okay, I, ex- I accept that answer. Um, no. So I'm sorry, got- there's not enough of our local guys that go up and right. run the snowball competitively. So we'll just keep it to the the three races, the the three different tracks, the four races. Congratulations, uh, George Gorham. Maybe. Um, mini Cups. Uh, I'm just going to go through the results here real quick. At the Auburndale Speedway, there was a pretty wild incident here. Uh, mini cups um, in really late models shit. there were. Uh, in the mini cups, it says there was two cars that finished. Uh, Carson Holt, the winner, Russell Bush, second. Kendall Wheeler, Kane Hamilton, Hunter Harmon, Braden Elliott, and Jay Scalato did not start. So more DNSs than finishers. Um, super late model, twin 50s, 18 cars in race number one. And Brighton Horner, on the first lap of the race, found himself upside down. How do you flip a super late model at Auburndale? You go straight from a mini stock into it. Wow, he ran Sportsman last year. Oh my God, for one race. You ran a couple, he ran enough races for You me. went from, I'm sorry, you went from like a mod mini to a full-bodied stock car. Listen. Right after getting out of a legend, he can drive, sure, whatever you guys are going to try to feed me. Nobody knows this, but I signed Brighton Horner's School paperwork to sign off in on his hours of racing. That I he knew got that. Guess for. what? I still don't care. When you go so to a division you before just go you're from ready, mini stocks to late models, ma'am. When you when you go to a division before you're ready and you bonsai drive people, did you see video? Which, of which it? is probably what happened. 
I he saw, probably blocked or was in the way. I saw somebody tried to take pictures of it, but I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. If you're flipping at Auburndale, you're either blocking or you're in the way. Okay. I'll die on this hill. This is why people don't like me because I don't care. Oh no, I, I I'll, I'll get. I'm sure I'll get the story of what happened. I, but I appreciate I, like your, I haven't seen the story of what happened, so he probably either blocked or he got in the way. I appreciate your opinion, and I think it makes a lot of sense. But I I think your your uh, commentary on Brighton Horner is hey, he's got an opportunity to go super late model racing. Why not? These da- kids Daniel Dye went from quarter midgets to before he was ready. I'm sorry. Daniel Dye flipped at his last hey, race hey. and then got in a late model. Guess at, what? At not, least not worth it. At least you're consistent. Um, he George. flipped at the Daniel Dye's last quarter midget race. He flipped. And then like two weeks later, he's in a late model. Stupid. That may be, but do you know where my kid's there? gonna go after quarter midgets? Probably, Probably home to detention. cry because he's not gonna get a late model. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. No, the correct way you go up through the classes is like quarter midgets or go-karts bomber. Maybe a mod mini. Cause it's still a four cylinder super stock or truck. Cause there's super stock or truck. Cause they're the same freaking thing sportsman and then a late model. And that's only like, if you've won enough or if you've like proven that you're not in the way. Okay. Fair enough. I, I appreciate your opinion on that. I really do. I think it's a good conversation. All facts. So Brighton Horner did flip. Um, pretty wild. Pretty wild. I, I've never seen a flip at Auburndale. So, uh, but George really? Gorham. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I, seen a Dara Sprint car flip at Auburndale. <laughs> That's, That's why they don't surprise. run the Dara Sprint, sprint cars, cars anymore. Sprint cars would flip. Get Dara Sprint car. Still a Sprint car. Uh, George Gorham Jr. took the win in twin race number one. Chase Lovelady second, um, which is no surprise. TJ DeCare was in the 5K, so he's up from Legends cars to late models, and he Legends finished third. Legends cars are super fast. Gavin Graham, another Legends car boy, he was fourth. Bray Holmes finished fifth in the M57 car. Robert Jonas, Brian Doerr, Chase King, Hunter Lovelady, and Tommy King. What was Sorry, that? Brian Doerr. That's my, uh, he's my Ross Chastain of the late models. Um, sorry, I will no, die. I'll is. die on that hill. I don't even know who that is. Brian Dorr? Yeah. Okay. Um, race number two was won by, no surprise, dun, 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 George Gorham, TJ DeCare second, Bray Holmes what? third. Ross Francisco and the George Gorham backup was fourth. Gavin Graham fifth, Brian Dorr sixth, Hunter Lovelady seventh, eighth was the 16 of Tommy King, Abigail Jonas, and Richard Elkins with a top 10. Uh, John Guy did not start. Adam Briggs did not start. And for some reason, Brighton Horner didn't. So 10 finished, 10 finished or 10 started, uh, 15 started race number two. So 18 cars total. How many finished? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't say just says the DNS is, um, I would imagine probably the top 10 finished, uh, legends cars, which God, they've had some drama with the legends cars. Um, um, Mr. Cool. I, I tried to read, tried to read what? I tried to see what it was all about. Yeah, I I don't know the story. And I, I and guess I couldn't quite hokey pokey my way through Facebook enough to see what it was all about. I, I respect both sides. I mean, we talked to Lacey on this show, and I uh, have nothing but respect for those guys. And, hey, that's not my fight, and that's not a place where I have an opinion. So, uh, But they did have seven cars. Mason Laster was the winner. Lucas Hinton was second. Tyler Ledbetter, Jackson Baker, and Mike <laughs> Verona going to make up Tyler the Ledbetter? There. 
That's exactly what it says here. Yes, that is correct. Um, in the pure stocks, 11 cars here. <laughs> Philip Sorrell, the winner over Zach Briggs, Daniel McLean, Bobby Kelly, and Johnny Sorrell. Your top five there. So 11 pure stocks in Auburndale, 11 pure stocks at Citrus. Hmm, it's almost like if they both didn't run the same division, there could have been like... Well, one of the one of the cars that 22? was at uh, Citrus, I was like, man, I recognize that car from Auburndale. So anyway, uh, Scramblers, they had a good field of 16. Bray Ganey, of course, the winner there. He's on a roll. Why is he, of course? Because he wins all the time. Every time I go through this, he's, he's the 42. He's, I he's must not listen to you that much. You, you tune out. Now I have Pearl every... Jam stuck in my head because you said Ledbetter. Yes. Um, TJ Cruz was second. George... George Gorham was third in the Scramblers. Excuse me? Is that a typo? That's what it true. says. It doesn't have a number listed. I don't know. Jorge. It says George Gorham no, was third. No, that's actually Jorge Jorham. Jorge Jorham was third. <laughs> Dustin Kirkland fourth. And Bill Witherington was fifth. Zach Dees, John Sofield, Kelly Hahn, William Kearns, and Mike Ignol. Ingol? Yeah, Ignol. Sure. Was tenth. <laughs> Again, uh, listen to the hot mic. Uh, we'll get more in-depth recaps oh, of all this shit. stuff That's on tomorrow, Wednesday night. Uh, Mod Mini, Nick Cummings, continues his dominance uh, at the Auburndale Speedway with a win. Dylan Reynolds was second. Tom was Zimmerman, the third. the Dodge? Yes. Uh, Kendall Wheeler was fourth. Jason Deaton. I've never heard that name. He was fifth. Ronnie Abney's got a Mod Mini now because, of course, he does. He drives everything. He was sixth. Tim Rushing. Kenneth Ewell. Brandon Davis. Your finishers. Uh, Eleven cars total. Nine started. I forgot mod minis were a thing. And that's our Auburndale look-see. Let's go over to the 417 Southern Speedway that was hey, back in action yet. for the first time since Hurricane Ian. And they had the Wayne Sprint cars there, only nine cars in attendance. Tony DeCare did not start. Um, Davey Hamilton Jr. in the 14 car was the winner over Bruce Brantley. Uh, Joe Langori was sec- uh, third. Sport Allen and Colton Bennis, the top five there. Boy, LJ Grimm had a rough night. He was seventh. Uh, Did you say it was a grim night? It was a grim night. Pro Trucks says the feature is pending, and they had a whopping six trucks. Uh, Bigley, Pereira, LeVance, Pletcher, Campbell, and Chastain. JT Chastain from Alva, Florida. So the next uh, Florida boy was in attendance Uh, there. Do it right. I'm not doing that. Damn it. <laughs> Dwarf cars, they had six. John Bailey was the winner. Mini stocks, they had two, and the feature is pending. So there must have been some shit going down at the 417 Speedway. Thunder trucks, six trucks in attendance. Chris Loney, the winner. Uh, Crown Vicks, six cars in attendance, and Dustin Lang was the winner. I'm glad to see that 417 Southern Speedway was back and that they were able to race, but I think they... I think they need more time off. I'm waiting for the people to be like, oh, if 417 could race, then so can his smart. Well, you know what? I'm glad that they did not have issues with the track surface. I'm I'm really glad that they were able to get back racing. But looking at these results, um, I honestly think that the people that are down there need more time to get their lives back in order to race. Yeah. You know, because, like, yeah, it's a great outlet and a great escape. But, like... Most of their fields, and I'm not shitting on them. I'm literally just observing. I wasn't there. I don't know the circumstances. But it just seems to me like maybe another week or two off to let people recover and get back out there probably would have been in their best well, interest. And now they have like this big mod mini race this weekend. I thought it was sportsman. Oh, do they? 
Yeah, isn't oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gilbo, Gilbo's driving, driving that oh, thing for Lester, which is good. It probably won't end up shoved up under somebody else's nose. No, it just gives just Jason Lester down. another target if something happens. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, usually it's wrecking some, like it's shoved up somebody's back bumper. This time it'll just be upside down. Um, see, this weekend, Auburn De- or, um, 417 has open wheel modifieds, A mods, mod mini. Pure Stocks, Legends, Thunder Trucks, and Bando 15. What does Auburndale have? Anything? Auburndale has an interesting show. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm glad that 417 was able to race. I just I think that there are people that are able to race there Auburndale. needed another week or two. Auburndale Pro has... Truck 50, Mini Cup 20, A-Mod 25, Pure Stock 50, Crown Vic 25. And fan participation. And Citrus has the fall brawl. Oh, yeah. B-R-A-W-L, not B-R-A, the way that they wanted to do it last year. Because mm-hmm. they're not going topless mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Fall brawl. Good, that looks stupid. Where are you going? I don't know. Where? Who wants the podcast there to cover it? I'm I can open. watch Citrus from here. I'm 100% open if uh, anyone wants... I don't think you've been to Auburndale enough this year. If anyone wants help in the booth, I'm available. Um, I'm not. If anyone wants the Racing with Ryan podcast to be on hand to tell you what we think, let me know. I'm I'm open. I will be at home watching the Fall Brawl from Citrus. So you'll be at your homestead? I will be at my homestead. Because I do want to watch Stewie at a homestead. Yeah, well, that's Friday. And then you got Xfinity I want to watch Xfinity. I want to get caught up on some stuff. Here, I think I'm gonna watch Fall Brawl on Racing America. Shout out to hopefully what'll be Mark and Melissa. Fair enough. Somebody twist my arm. Tell me where I should go. Go to Citrus. I mean, go to Auburn Hill. I said somebody, not you. You're not somebody. Rude. I know. It's a joke. Good night. Good night. Anyways, uh, any final thoughts here before we sign off? I think this has been. It feels good to just be doing normal shows again, man. I said good night. I said good night. I said good night. Good day. Go to your night night bed for the rest of the daytime night. God, I miss when Dawson oh, would get he was too. When he would get super frustrated because he was overtired and didn't want to go to bed, and when that's what he, he would tell us. Too. Little tiny dictator telling us to, that we need to go to bed. And now this one just yelled. The other one just yelled. Was she tired today or what? Ah. Little Miss Peyton was. Whew. Anyway, um, I have to charge my phone before I go to bed. So let's get the hell out of here, charge up, and go to bed. You ain't got to go home because I'm here, but I got to get the heck out of this room. That's right. So, hey, uh, like I said, I am open, and I've been given permission to go to the races this week and let me know where I should go. (laughs) No, y'all, I have literally told him to get the fuck out of the house. I I literally cannot be at my house Saturday. I've been kicked out of my own house to go to the races. So let me know where you want me to go, and I will go there. And I will give you my best recap, my best opinions and thoughts on everything. Um, we'll be watching Homestead. We'll have opinions on that next week. And whatever the hell, heck else, it started raining. Oh, well. Wow. I was going to say, that's a that lot of rats. God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but we'll be back next week with another new show. And who knows what the topic will be, but we'll, we'll be back with all our thoughts, opinions, Gates. and uh, all the things for you to be mad about next week. Mostly me making them mad, right? I don't know. I piss people off, too. 
The only the difference here is that I just genuinely don't care. Well, there you go. That's. I think that's why half the people listen to the show. Okay, bye. With that said, goodbye, take care, get out to your local short tracks, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good night, everybody.